0: stripe show podcast brought to you by encore golf encore designs high performance golf balls for players of all skill levels and swing speeds i'm your host travis fulton thank you for joining us here on a monday just me this week but we have an action-packed week coming up for you we're going to break down of course the bmw championship oh wait this just in Another birdie has been made. Patrick Cantlay just made a 47-footer for his 117th birdie of the tournament. My goodness, the guys completely undressed Caves Valley there just outside of Baltimore. We're going to break that down here this week, give you my thoughts on the tournament. And as we look ahead to the Tour Championship and the Ryder Cup, my picks coming at you here Soon. Also, here in the podcast today, I'm going to have some fun. A little bit of an instruction here on a Monday. I'm going to share you my thoughts on Bryson's driver swing, some things to pay attention to, some things that you can learn and perhaps implement into your driver swing. Now, we're not going to swing it at the speeds that he does, but things that he does do in his swing that you can learn from. And then, of course, Patrick Cantley. My goodness, you just witnessed the greatest. Putting performance in the strokes gain era, folks. Patrick Cantlay, positive 14.5 strokes gain putting. That is insane. We're going to look at his putting stroke. Definitely some things you can learn from Patrick Cantlay. Great insight. You're not going to want to miss that. But first, let's start with the BMW Championship, the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. I got to tell you, I kind of like... Once in a while, let the guys go low like that. There were a few comments on Twitter, Shane Lowry kind of pushed back a little bit, and some others, that it's just a birdie fest, right? And it was. It was a birdie fest, but I'm okay with it once in a while. This is what the tour wants. PGA Tour, let's get to the playoffs. A couple golf courses here, Liberty National, Caves Valley, they can be had. They can be... Had. They want the big names rising to the top, and that's exactly what happened. Patrick Cantley, household name. Bryson DeChambeau, the most polarizing person in the game. Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Sergio, Rom, Abraham Anser, another rising name. All guys that they want up there, all inside the top 10. I thought it was a fun watch. I, I really do. It's okay once in a while to see these guys, soft greens, ball in hand, and just completely undress it. Now, what Bryson did, only Bryson can do. Cantlay, as impressive as he was with the putter, positive 14.57. Bryson, on the other hand, stroke off the tee, positive 8.0. One of the most impressive driving performances that I can remember, especially in the playoff. I mean, he had the one shot where he missed it right on the 18th, And then made an amazing par. But we're talking 335 carry uphill every single time right down the middle. It's amazing, folks. You hit the ball that far. To keep the ball in front of you like Bryson can and gets into those grooves with the driver, it is complete domination. Bryson should have won that tournament. There's there's no question about it. He had six and a half feet straight up the hill, and he didn't make it. But positive eight strokes ain't off the tee. First in the field, strokes gained putting, Bryson positive 9.3. That's second, only to Cantlay, who I just mentioned, positive 14.57. Long off the tee, great driver, great putter is Bryson DeChambeau. Now, he continues to struggle a little bit in the approach game, lost a half a stroke, continues to struggle around the greens, lost 1.07 And if Bryson can get a couple of those vanilla shots around the green up and down again, he wins. And I've been critical of Bryson, as you saw in some of my posts going into the tournament. I was like, I want to see Bryson practicing a short game. I want to see some of the finesse shots development there. He clearly has neglected that part of his game in pursuit of driving. He's trying to overpower golf courses and get it done with his putter. He's a great driver. He's a great putter. Okay, iron player, not a very good short game player. So it's a different strategy, right? It's a different strategy in the way that he's going about it. And he almost got it done for another win on the PGA Tour, and he should have won. I thought he would make that putt straight up the hill inside left uh, in the playoff, and it didn't go in. Amazing, folks. Appreciate what you watched with Bryson DeChambeau with the driver off of the tee. Complete Domination, 45 yards past Cantley consistently. And one could argue he was like, wow, if you hit it that far, you should win. Right? I mean, he had multiple chances with wedge in his hand to win that tournament. And he didn't. Cantley just kept hanging around, making long putt after long putt. My goodness. It was, it was something, you know, as, as impressive as Bryson is with the driver, watching Cantley um, with the putter. Has to be so frustrating playing with that, against that, cantly showing no emotion, stepping up, super methodical, deliberate, shuffling his feet back and forth, drops the bomb from 50 feet. Just a nice little wave, no smile. Thank you. Thank you. Pulls it out. Next hole. Repeat. Next hole. Repeat. I mean, it's it's it has to be frustrating. Uh, to be playing next to that and watching a guy dropping bombs like that. You can't maintain that level of play with a putter. And, of course, everybody jumps on and says, you drive for show and you putt for dough. Is there a better week to put that old term out there? Folks, that's not how it works on tour. You don't drive for show, putt for dough. It's not the way it works. Go look at strokes Gain putting right now on the PGA Tour and ask me how many of those guys – are going to be playing next week in the Tour Championship. The tour is not set up for drive for show, putt for dough. It's not. That's not what they want. They want you to drive for dough. Go look at stroke scan off the tee, look at distance. Look at stroke scan approach and then tell me how many names you so you'll see playing again this week. This is a ball striking tour with it leaning towards distance of course as an advantage. And then let's have those good putting weeks, positive five, positive four. That's what you're looking for. Positive 14.57 is insane putting week for Patrick Cantlay. It was good theater. I got to tell you, I loved it. I like it. I like the setup like that. Maybe a touch easy, maybe a little more pushback with something. Um, But I'm okay. Them guys going into the 20s. Uh, but Cantlay and DeChambeau, minus 27, four clear of Sunjai. He was at minus 23. Sanjay uh, starting to uh, find his form again, starting to get the irons going and uh, playing some good golf. Rory, there he was, minus 22. Van Royen, what a run for him. Gets himself into the top 30. Eric Van Royen, uh, minus 21. DJ, finally, a little life, minus 20. Seven clear. <laughs> Hey, how'd you do today? How'd you do in your tournament? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I played great. 20 under for four rounds, lost by seven. Welcome to the PGA Tour. Sergio, starting to make putts, scares the daylight out out of me. Coming up for the Ryder Cup, minus 20. Sam Burns, minus 19. My boy, uh, inside the top 10 again. Don't sleep on Sam Burns. As we get an update here on the Ryder Cup rankings, Colin Morikawa, uh, it looks like he needs a little rest to me. Morikawa fighting the back injury. Not a good week for him last week. I think Morikawa going to be looking towards uh, that week off or 2 It'll be two weeks off after the tour championship before they tee it up uh, in the Ryder Cup. DJ number two. Good to see him play well. Bryson number three. Kepka four. JT five. And Cantley up five spots after the win. Gets that last automatic bid in the sixth spot. Cantley was in for me. Uh, if you watched the Ryder Cup preview show or listened to it last week um, with Kurt Byram, it was a great show, great discussion. I I thought Cantlay was in. I think Cantlay's game fits beautifully in the Ryder Cup. Uh, he's clearly a big time player. The pressure not getting to him. And how about that atmosphere, real quick? Let me take just a quick step back to Caves Valley, the BMW Championship. BMW, the brand. I'm not sure anybody. Brands itself better and sets up a better looking environment than the BMW championship. BMW does some things in the European tour. It looks the same way. It's it's, it presents itself so incredibly well. Kudos to them. That scene on 18 coming up and the way the stands were, it was, was fabulous. Anyway, back to the Ryder cup here. So who are the picks? Stricker gets six picks. We're going to have another Ryder Cup preview show this week. Daniel Rappaport is going to join me uh, from Golf Digest. We're going to debate. We're going to break down who these picks will be. These six picks will take place after the Tour Championship. Now, for those who qualified into the top six, it's over with. Last week was the last opportunity. Stricker's is going to be watching this week at the Tour Championship, and then he'll make his picks the following week on who those six will be Finau right now is seven he's in Tony Finau is in his game fits whistling straights Xander Schauffele is eight he's in Jordan Spieth is nine he's in nice round for Spieth on Sunday Harris English is 10 I think he's in two wins this year Harris long off the tee better than average iron player terrific putter I think he's in at 10. So who are the last two spots? Well, there's Patrick Reed. He's 11. Patrick Reed made it into the tour championship on the number. He is currently 30th. Sounds like he's improving, thankfully. He had bilateral pneumonia, his ankle injury. I think Patrick Reed will play in Atlanta. What kind of position, what kind of... um, shape will his game be in I think will be interesting to see what does he look like he's probably lost some weight through this he's going to have to play his way back into certainly patrick reed form he has fallen a couple spots because he hasn't played the last 2 weeks this has really put an asterisk in this whole thing before the injury before the bilateral pneumonia i thought patrick reed was in now i'm not so sure i think patrick reed more than any other player will be the most watched and evaluated by Steve Stricker in Atlanta. Berger is 12. Daniel Berger is in the 12th spot. Webb Simpson is 13. Scotty Scheffler is 14. Kokrak is 15. Sam Burns is 16. Horschel 17. Kisner, 18. Can we move on from the Kisner talk, please? I'm still getting multiple tweets. This Kisner, way better than Burns. I had someone tell me that they would pick Kisner over Bryson. (laughs) Oh, man. Kisner has not played good the last two weeks. And let it be known, I don't dislike Kevin Kisner, folks. Everybody now takes it to the nth degree, right? Like, you don't like Kisner. Why don't you like him? That's not the case at all. I just don't think he should be the pick for the Ryder Cup. That's it. I like Kisner. I'd have a beer with Kisner. I think he's great. I think he's funny. It's nothing personal against Kisner folks. Don't take it there in Twitter. Yes. It's so annoying. Like it's just, this is who I like. Okay. You like him. Well, I'm basing it off statistics and what my eyeballs are telling me burns is greater than Kisner and it's not close folks. He's a better driver. He's a better iron player. He's almost as good a putter, as great a putter as Kisner is. Burns can putt. Their short game, uh, both of them. Kisner probably historically a better short game player. And I get it. Kisner has the match play record or the match play resume. And it's been impressive. It has been. Like 16 and 5 or something. But Whistling Whistling Straits is not the Austin Country Club. It's not, it's going to be a long 75, 7,600 course, be cold. It's going to be set up, at least in my opinion, long, no rough. I'd put the flags in the middle. I wouldn't tuck them, but the flags in the middle, easy putting, let's bomb it. Let's wedge it. Let's make some putts. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary transitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, and that does not fit Kisner's game. Now, yeah, he can putt, but he's not going to overpower it with length. And you've seen a couple courses here back-to-back weeks. He struggled. Finished dead last this last week and, and close to that the week before at Liberty. It takes nothing away from him as a player. I have so much respect for Kevin Kisner and Kevin Na, who's 19. Maybe more respect for those two in the way that they get around golf courses and compete and finish as high as they do and win. Nah wins. Kisner wins, won the Wyndham. Ton of respect for guys like that. Keep their card, win, compete year in, year out, giving up the distance that they do. It's, it is, it deserves high praise. But in the Ryder Cup, and the way this course is going to be set up, in my opinion, and the skill sets that it requires, these last two spots for me, right now going in, I would give it to Daniel Berger and Sam Burns. I would give it to Berger and Burns. I think Berger doesn't get the credit he deserves as good a player as he is. Daniel Berger is a great player. He really is. He, he doesn't have really any weaknesses comparable to his counterparts out there on tour. Um, I think Berger's a good fit. And I think Sam Burns is a good fit. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. Sam Burns is long off the tee. Accurate. Great iron player. Great putter. A little clunky with the short game. But he checks all the boxes for me. And the skill sets that we're looking for at whistling straights. I love Webb. I love Paul Paltasori, his caddy. I'm ready to move on, though. I I want new blood in there. I'm not sure Webb's driver has been consistent enough to keep it in the fairway. He gives up a lot of distance. I think he's fought that this year. Scheffler is interesting to me. I trust Burns more, though, even though Burns is down. Kokrak, down two spots from there. Scheffler's 14. Kokrak's 15. I like Kokrak. I do. I like the youth of Burns better in his game. That's just me. That's where I'm at as we head in. We'll break it down further on Wednesday, and then we'll get into it Thursday and we'll talk the European team and give you some feedback there as well. So the top thirty are set. Ready for this? Here they come, fast top thirty. Cantlay, Finau, Deshambeau, Rom, Smith, Thomas, English, Answer, Spieth, Burns, Morikawa, M, Hovland, Ustazen, Johnson, McElroy, Schauffele, Kokrak, Na, Kepka, Connors, Matsia, Stink, Neiman, Scheffler, Berger, Van Roy, Garcia, Horschel, Reed. That's <sighs> your top 30. As we head to Atlanta, the tour championship. And uh, we get that staggered start, right? Cantley will be at 10, Finau 8, and so forth down. Season ends, one week off, then we come back in Napa Valley. Kick it off all over again, and then the Ryder Cup will be the second week. Now, let's have some fun here. On the podcast, Bryson DeChambeau, incredible performance with the driver. Patrick Cantley, incredible performance with the putter. I tweeted this out at Travis Fulton that when's the last time you watched a tournament where you saw the greatest driving and putting exhibition on the same day in the same group? I mean, I think that's what you saw here. I mean, I, I mean, show me a better driving performance. Show me a better putting performance. It's amazing. It really was. I mean, it was, it was amazing watching that. Thoroughly impressed with both guys. When you, watch, when you watch Bryson's driver swing and you look at him from face on, the first thing that, you, that you'll notice, he's got a little side bend in his spine in the right. We talk about that. But then you also notice he elevates the driver head off the ground. I think that's a good idea. I think that's an easy tip for a lot of people, especially if you're steep. Stand the spine up a little bit, lift the driver head up off the ground, a little level to the ball, starts off the ground, returns off the ground. Bryson definitely hits up. Probably I would say in the four degree mark, probably hits up around four. So I like that. When you watch Bryson swing in the backswing, you're going to see him kind of elongate up. It's like this little upward move. You can see the knees kind of straighten up a little bit. The spine extends. And it's this upward-looking movement with the legs and the spine as he turns and loads to the top. I also like how that left knee works back behind the golf ball. So it's kind of up and back, a little load. And then from there, he can sink. He can sit. And as he sits, he keeps good spacing between his knees. There's no launch there, folks. It's up, and then it's down with the sit And as he sits, he's rotating, and then it's back up again through the strike. Legs extending, spine extending, full release to the other side. I thought Azinger said something interesting in that it looks like when Bryson, the harder he swings, the more accurate he is. And I think when Bryson, I think there's some truth to that. I think when Bryson struggles, he slows down a little bit. And and he's not swinging as fast. But when he's in full control and he feels fully confident, I think that is the case. I think he's trying to hit it as hard as he can. And when you're watching someone at that speed try to hit it as hard as they can and they keep it in front of them. I mean, how many times on 18 did he hit a 335 in the air, perfect position, left center of the fairway? I mean, he hit the one in the water, but give me a break. That's so damn impressive. I mean, it really is to hit the ball that straight at that distance over and over and over and over again. So it's up going back. What can we learn? Let the left knee release behind the ball. Let the left heel come up. Let the right hip move up and back. Let the spine extend. Feel up, 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 loading into the right side. And then from there, It's a little sink, right? That's a tougher move coming down. I think this upward feel going back helps so many. If I've taught this move to one person, I've taught it to 1.1 million people. Seriously. Turn the right hip up and back. Let the left knee come across. Spine extend. A little load into the right heel. And then from there, just naturally, you're going to want to sink more. There's less launch. There's less lateral launch and then from there he can rotate he really keeps the hips underneath the spine in early transition and i think that really keeps the spine in a good position at impact people who launch take on too much right bend but he's right there now and now he can just push back up again to the other side that's those are some things that you can that you can see with bryson i'm going to make this statement folks no one is staying down okay No one is staying down with the driver's swing. They're not, right? They're elongating up and then there's a little sink and then back up again. That's the way it works. That's Bryson DeChambeau when you get that down and then you start building some muscle and you just start doing um, speed training and all this stuff over and over and over again. Bryson is so damn polarizing to me. One of the most interesting players ever in my time, Love watching him play. Love it. Uh, Love the driver swing. Love his putting. Doesn't get enough credit for how great of a putter he is. But I do think long-term with Bryson, I think there's two things, and I've said both of these before. One is I I do think there's the finesse side of it, like he needs to get better at. Um, Around the greens, he can get clunky. You know, short game's not very good, the touch. I think it's a little technique, perhaps, a little neglect in practicing it, but then also some of that approach wedge play, although it looked better this week. I do think he's got to get the, the touch aspect more in line to be that great player that he potentially could be. You know, a 20 to 30 win player multiple major championships, it's in there. There's no question about it. When you can drive it and putt it like that. Second thing I've mentioned is I think Bryson needs some time away from the game. I hope that he'll get some rest here in the off season. Reports are that, you know, another situation as he's leaving, someone calls him Brooksy, turns around. There were some words exchanged and, you know, it's just, it's tough, right? I mean, it, it's tough for him right now, I, I would imagine, with all these people. But I just do think you can see that anger, that emotional instability at times with Bryson that I, I think there's some, there's some reflection that needs to be had. And I hope he gets away and I hope, I hope he talks to somebody and they, and, and they help him with that. Uh, because I'd like to see him get that a little bit more under control because um, I think his health will be better for it long-term. I, I really do. Let's go to Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley and his putting stroke. Folks, when you watch this putting stroke with Cantley, there's so much you can learn here, okay? The first thing is, is his backstroke is longer than his forward stroke. His backstroke is longer than his forward stroke. Let's just for easy math call it a two-to-one ratio. Twice as long back as it is coming through. It's not one to two. Okay. It's not twice as long through as it is going back. Now, what are the advantages when you go to more of a two to one, when you go to two to one, the one thing that it's going to require is it's going to require some pace to the putter head going back. You've got to get the pace of the putter head moving. I like to say sometimes a little more on the brisk side, like, Jordan Spieth, when you give it some pace and then it's a little longer back, then it's more of a kind of a gravity and let's call it cruise control coming through to that shorter finish. So the pacing back and through tends to be more consistent and the pacing coming through tends to be more consistent just in general as, as a kind of a cruise control, as I call it, right? Now, you compare that to one to two. If I take it back shorter, and let's say I take it back slow, and then I accelerate, well, now I'm hitting the gas, right? So it is accelerating through the strike. So you're going from zero to, let's say, 60 in a car. Zero to 60, you just hammered the gas. Now, that's a little exaggeration, but you get the idea. When you go two to one and you take it back with a little more pace, now it's it's just cruising at 60. That's what you see with Cantlay. Watch his putting stroke. Longer back, shorter through, but it has even pacing. And the key to that is keeping the putter head moving at a more brisk pace coming back. So now there's a lot of you thinking to yourself, you know, I take it back shorter and through longer. I know someone who takes it back shorter through and longer through, and they're a great putter, right? Yeah, of course. There's there's always, there's outliers. I'll never forget. Quick story here. Years ago, probably, it's probably six years ago, doing uh morning drive at Golf Channel, and Spieth is on his terrace. Yeah, so this is probably early seven. Yeah, so this might be f- four or five years ago. Anyway, Spieth's playing well. He wins. And they're like, Hey, let's do a putting breakdown on speed. So I do this big, long segment on golf channel in the morning there on Jordan speed and watching his stroke two to one, just like we're talking about right here, the pacing, the whole bit. And in hour two of the show, we have Lydia co in the studio and I have to, I have to um, interview her. So we, we get into the studio and she's putting, we're talking and she looks at me and she says, yeah, I like to keep my, Backswing shorter than my follow through. <laughs> she was like one to two, just after I just did this whole two to one thing with Spieth. There's a lot of ways to do it, folks. You know there really is. But part of what I try to do when I share thoughts with you on in instruction is speak to the masses with 22 years of experience of seeing what people struggle with. Right. And seeing what is going to help the masses of people that I have seen over and over and over and over and over again and have taught over again. Okay, Someone comes up to me and they're a great putter and they go wanted to knock yourself out. But the majority is as far as air, I see way too short of backstrokes, slow. And then hit the gas. That's what I see more. And and these big, long finishes that never end. There's no end point to it. There's no ending to the stroke. So when you go two to one, you pick up the pace a little bit, even acceleration, the putter head tends to stay down longer through the strike, lower, really improves the centeredness of contact, which is a big thing for distance control, start line, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all these things seem to line up better to the masses. So I like Cantley stroke. I like Jordan speech stroke. I don't dislike Lydia co stroke. It's just not my favorite when I'm talking to thousands of people on a podcast, thousands of people on Instagram at Travis Fulton golf. And so you got to hang your hat somewhere. And that's where I tend to hang the hat. So that's kind of, you know, where my thinking comes from a lot. And I get excited for weeks like this because Bryson and Patrick, what I just talked about with both of their swings, I think are things that you can implement to some degree. I think you can implement the whole deal in putting. I think you can implement the whole deal in driving. You're just not going to swing it at the speed at Bryson, nor should you try. But can you turn your right hip up and back, losing flexion in the right knee and let your left knee point behind the ball? Yeah, you can. Can you extend your spine? Yep. Well, yeah, that lengthened me out. I lengthen way more people out with the driver swing than I shortened up way more, not even close. So this is how you lengthen out comfortably and create speed. And you know what I found with the driver too, and doing that, I found that it's more accurate too, because now you got more left arm depth. You got more time coming down to get the face around. It's suggesting a better path. It's suggesting better rotation through the strike. So it's these things tend to help, distance and accuracy. And that's what you saw on full display with Bryson. Complete domination with the driver. Cantley. Not short, folks. I had a couple of people tell me, well, if you like Burns, or if you don't like Kisner, he didn't hit it very far. Patrick Cantlay don't hit it very far. Cantley hits at 311, folks. Hit at it 311. It's plenty far. He can play that longer game. Much better iron player. So, can't lay that putter. We've got to save a little bit of that for the Ryder Cup, folks. We need some of that juju in the Ryder Cup because that's usually what it comes down to, right? It's like they're making everything and we can't make it. Well, let's put it in the middle of the greens. Let's let these boys hunt off the tee, let's let them get after it. All right, wedge nine eight into the greens, simple putts, off we go. Very similar to what they did at Hazeltine. I think they should do the same exact thing. Don't set the course up difficult. Don't set the course up difficult. Open it up as much as you can. Very little penalty off the tee as much as you can. Make it long as much as you can. Make the greens and the pins accessible much as you can and then let's let's make a few putts good one today folks i uh, i enjoyed this one uh, on a monday bmw championship in the books great theater the tour championship is next we'll be back tomorrow with your favorite beating the bookie as we look at all the dfs plays we'll give you some picks as well uh the final tournament of what has been the super season. Thank you for being here, folks. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case, today is your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Rangefinder is amazing, and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and I was blown away with the quality it has a slope technology pin locked vibration technology so you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour level accuracy and best of all it is powered by a usb charge so you can forget about those little batteries every other rangefinder makes you buy one 45 minute charge lasts you 50 plus Rounds. I love it. Our friends over at Pin Golf are hooking up all of our listeners with $25 off and free shipping when you use code stripeshow. That's code stripe show. I'm telling you, for $175, you simply cannot beat the Ace Range Finder. Head on over to pingolf.com and get yourself the Ace and get dialed in.